When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, I'm David. I support Gen X Grown Up on Patreon, and you should too. Don't you want to keep this great content coming? So you know what to do. Go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon and just do it. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener to this episode 136 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me, of course, as always, is George. What's up, people? <laughs> <laughs> the way you started, it felt like I had to throw up a gang symbol of some sort. <laughs> and of course, Mo is here. Oh, uh, hi. Uh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you just totally confused me. I'm like, uh, what? What's he Don't doing? try to understand it. It'll all make sense later. Maybe in post, we'll make it make sense. I don't know. <laughs> in this episode, we head to the theater to see Santa Claus take on a squad of mercenaries on Christmas Eve. Check out some inexpensive and practical tools for precision tech work and discover an adventure puzzle game where you play as a dung beetle employed by the Postal Service. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's a thing, I swear. And the Postal Workers Union just called in and they're threatening to strike on us. (laughs) They're upset. (laughs) Dung beetles taking our jobs! (laughs) Before we get into those topics and many more, of course, so it's time for some fourth listener email. We know there are three of us. We're going to listen. If anybody else does, that's the fourth listener. And that fourth listener, this episode is John F. Okay. Thank you for writing in, John. Uh, Subject line of his email is Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Okay, nice. All right, I just had to muster up a little strength to read the beginning of this email, so give me a second. What was the second? Give me a second. What are you doing? All right, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. Is this your Oscar moment since we're recording video now for the podcast? He's he's trying to dramatic. (laughs) Like, no, it's... If the Academy is watching... He's trying to emote. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you'll understand in a second. Here's what John has to say. All right. First thing, George is always right, Period. Oh my oh, God! Hell yeah! Oh my God! Hell yes! Is, oh my what, God! What is yes. happening to the world? <laughs> yes, yes. That's sleeping with yes. dogs. <laughs> Just got a new favorite fourth listener. Sorry, Stubacca. Sorry, Marcus. And the email's not even over. He had more to say. Oh, geez. Uh, I, he doesn't have to, but I appreciate the alliteration on the fact that George is wait, always right. Well, wait, wait. Maybe there's a zinger later. Let's hope. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe he's setting it up for a payoff. Yeah, we'll no, he's, yeah he's just setting right. it up to knock him down. I don't know. We'll see. I love how both of you are trying to talk over top of me just so you can't <laughs> let the audience hear me agreeing with John F. <laughs> oh, let's see what else John F. has to say after that setup. He mm. says, I love all your content and can relate to so many things in my 53 years on this planet. But the sharing of Thanksgiving brought me back memories of my mother, who was a country music fanatic. Ah, oh, okay. All right. Okay. 
He says she knew all the DJs by first name, and they knew her <laughs> just from her calling into the local radio station. That's cool. Nice. So every Thanksgiving and Christmas, she would make a special plate of food for the DJ that had to work and oh, send wow. one of us down to the station with it for them. That's nice. That's that very is super cool. cool. That's mm-hmm. very you cool. know, those people, like they hated that they never got a Thanksgiving. Right. Mm-hmm. And oh, they yeah. had to do the work of entertaining people. So she looked out for them. They probably were so oh. happy every time. Uh, she got all mm-hmm. her requests. I'm sure. Oh, damn well better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whatever you want to hear for the Absolutely. whole year. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Jo- well, John clearly heard your story about how uh, we had the Thanksgiving little bonus yeah. episode and you mm-hmm. talked about how your family would use their store to give out to the community. So, Oh, right. Yeah. 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 So riffing off of that. Uh, he says, good memories you guys are always bringing back to the forefront of my mind. And I sincerely thank you for it. Happy holidays, guys. Yours truly, John F. Forever Forth. I'm so happy <laughs> awesome. that he was sincere. Nice. <laughs> Even though the beginning was a little strange, but- it got good at the end. <laughs> it got, it got good. George thought it got good right at the beginning. He liked I, it right away. It didn't get good. It was good. It started <laughs> good right away. It was awesome. Great. There's so many different descriptive words we should it's use for questionable that. questionable to start. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, John, for writing in. We love it every time the fourth listener takes time out of their day to write in. If you want your email feature here on the show, it's drop dead easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Read every single one, and most of them, like John F's, will eventually make the show. All right. With that good business behind us, it's time to jump into the body of episode 136 right after this. Stick around. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show, too. It helps more than you know. Things sweetened with 100% NutraSweet display the 100% NutraSweet symbol. Sure you know what you're looking for? A little red swirl next to the words NutraSweet brand sweetener. Hold on TV. Not hard to spot at all. You're going to freeze your face. The 100% symbol means great taste without any sugar added and no saccharin. Found it. 100% NutraSweet. About time. Why some things taste better than others. It is time to get the ball rolling, checking out media we have been consuming. Of course, it could be a television or film or comics or books or music or whatever it might be. And uh, I can get the ball rolling here myself talking about something that I was going to talk about last episode, but I decided instead to talk about Spirited, that Christmas show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is this is a series that's continuing because I knew it would be going on. Uh, I don't know if either of you have checked out. There's a new show out called Tulsa King. Oh, hell yeah. Tulsa. Yeah. I have not watched an episode, but I did see it in one of your Plex emails that goes out to people who subscribe to your Plex server. Mm, Right. And it showed Tulsa King. And so I was like, oh, that looks interesting. Let me grab it. But I haven't had a chance to watch any of the episodes yet. Okay. Well, that's great. So Mo's heard of it. Oh, yeah. Has seen some. George has heard of it. A lot of listeners might not have. The, the quick pitch that I use that I tell several people now, because I'm recommending this show, I said, what if you took Reacher and you crossed it with Breaking Bad, <laughs> but it's Sylvester Stallone as a mobster? Hmm. 
Hmm. Yeah, that didn't sell it for me. <laughs> no, but, but yeah. other things he said did. So <laughs> other things did. So I don't have the Breaking Bad reference, as you know. I never watched okay. that series, right. but right. Reacher is one of my all-time favorite series mm-hmm. right now. I yep. just went back and rewatched season one again, just hoping that if I did that. Amazon would see me watching it and go, oh, yeah, we need to put out season two now. Because <laughs> Jordan <laughs> wants it. That didn't happen, it's, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of season two, there's already been a season two greenlit for Tulsa King. So if you get into this, you're not going to have a one and done. It's good okay. stuff. So the premise of Tulsa King, as I mentioned, it's Sylvester Stallone and he plays a mobster. And he was a mobster in New York, a big time mm. mobster. The series begins. He's just getting out of prison after serving a 25 year sentence. Okay. He served that sentence, keeping his mouth shut for the boss. He actually killed somebody for the boss that he didn't want to kill and kept his mouth shut. Okay. And now he's getting out. And he's expecting now to, you know, if you keep your mouth shut and you serve your time, you yeah, get rewarded you by get, the mob. Of, right? course. of course. That's the whole point of That's the 25 the, right, exactly. years in prison. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, he walks into the meeting and they're like, you know what? There's no place for you here in New York. Everything has changed. You can go to you can go to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Nobody's doing business out there. It's basically Siberia for a New York mobster. Wow. He's been sent. He said, hey, you go out. You're going to start producing 5000 a week to start, and good luck. And that's it. Because yeah. a New York Stallone is going to fit in so well in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He is such a fish out of water, <laughs> which is part of what makes this so good. And I, I mentioned Reacher. I invoke that because it's very much this kind of like a character who is absolutely over overpowered for everyone he meets and everybody underestimates him because mm. he is a ass kicking finger breaking mobster from New York. But here mm-hmm. he is in, you know, it kind of Tulsa you know, cow town in Tulsa. And the breaking bad part is there is organized crime involved. But finally, the good part is he is a mobster in Tulsa with a good heart. He actually cares about the people around him, but he will absolutely crack a skull if he needs to, to get something done. Okay. Uh, I've got my finger raised for those mm-hmm. who are listening to the podcast on audio only. We do have video components now of the podcast. I'm going to mention that several times, but the reason why I have my finger raised is mm-hmm. he kills somebody for a mobster, serves mm-hmm. in prison 25 years, and he has a good heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. That's not believable. <laughs> okay. The whole premise isn't believable. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Mark my words. When you see it, you're going to buy into it. Well, yeah. part of the premise sounded believable. I mean, a mobster killing somebody, mm-hmm. that sounds believable to me. Serving yep. 25 years in prison, that sounds believable to me. Mm-hmm. Coming back out and expecting to be part of the mob, that sounds believable to me. Has a good heart? Sorry. No. <laughs> That's where you lost me. <laughs> John, you recommended this to me, right? Mm-hmm, and right. I was like, okay, I think about three or four episodes were out at the time that you told me to watch it. Probably so, yeah. I watched them all back to back. I just got sucked mm. right into it. I, I mm. had to watch. And then when I got caught up, I'm like, God damn, appointment TV. I hate you. you know? <laughs> I have to wait for another one. Yeah, no. Oh, they're not releasing them all at the same time. No, 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 no. no. So now when this is a good heart, though, maybe this will help George as far as making it believable. Okay. He's a good heart the way old time mafia were good hearts. In other words, if you worked for him, he was very loyal to you. And he cared about the people that work for him. Okay. So there's a loyalty factor more right. than the good heart part? More yes. Okay. Yeah. It's people in his orbit, right? And he recognizes kind people. Like he, he meets this bartender and he's like, how long are you inside? And he's like, I was about to ask you the same thing. Like they could recognize one another had been in prison. Right. And he's like, well, I know this guy was down in his luck and how he got there. And that guy becomes eventually kind of part of this crew in Tulsa right. that he has. And I have to mention a ragtag crew of people you would not expect to have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's got a guy on his crew that is like a seven foot Indian named Badface. I mean, that's the kind of people <laughs> yeah. in his crew that you would not expect to see in a mobster's that's crew. That's culturally sensitive. <laughs> it's his name. I can't help it. They make it work. Yeah. yeah. The thing I like about it, though, is that he 
is true to character. Like he is a New York mobster, like mm-hmm. New York mafia dude, just as the way he wants to dress. Cause even he went to get clothes and the tailor's like, Hey, you know, you'd really get these women. And it's like this whole like leather sports coat. And he's like, no, mm-hmm. that's not me. Not for me. Like, boots. No, no, no. I'm not gonna wear boots. Yeah. You know? right. he, he's not acclimating. He's like, this is who I am. And yeah. I am absolutely going to get the job done. Well, it's more like, I think he's going to force Tulsa to change for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? right. He's not going to adjust for it. He's going to make it change for his needs. First of all, I think it's great casting. Stallone, which I was I was a little kind of eh about, it works. I mean, I think he works in this character. Mm-hmm. Um, he's supposed to be an older guy. You know, he said he's been in 25 years and he's supposed to be yep. a guy in his 70s. That's who he is. Yeah. And that's who he is. The guy who is in... Um, he played Gilfoyle in Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Yeah, he's uh, he's Martin also Star? Spider-Man's teacher. Martin Starr, exactly. Martin Starr, that's the one. Thank you. He's in it too, and he, he gets sucked into all this. And But he's wait, just wait, going wait, along. Wait. He's Is just, Martin Starr playing a former jail mobster guy? No, 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 good, no, no. Th- I don't think he could ever pull that off. <laughs> no, Martin Starr plays the owner of a medical weed dispensary. Perfect okay, casting. That fits. <laughs> exactly. that fits. That you see, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's just say good casting here. I mean, I think it's a really interesting one, and I'm really kind of looking forward to every episode as they come out. I was kind of apprehensive about Stallone in this because yeah. we had that superhero movie a few months ago that was okay, where was he played right. the, was like right. a retired superhero. Yeah. yeah. But in this, he's absolutely much more in his element yeah he's a bad guy with a little humor and it plays really well so i, th- I think if you haven't watched it you're yet. seeing these movie stars now transition to the streaming service tv oh, yeah, shows because mm-hmm. yep. they're filming them and paying them the same way they would a movie yeah. 20 years ago yeah so it makes it possible for us to get these silver screen larger than life stars on the small yep. screen which is now 75 inches in almost everybody's house <laughs> if you you know if you hit the black friday sale the right way and i <laughs> think it's really kind of resurrected television viewing a little bit. There was a time when I was having a hard time finding something to reliably watch mm-hmm. that I wanted to for appointment TV, as Mo said. Yeah. Now there's four or five series, so oh, yeah. much so that I couldn't even start watching this one yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a good one for you. And as I said, it's been renewed already. They greenlit the second season, which does my heart good because at least I know it's gotta be, not going to be just over right yeah. away. We're going <laughs> to see more of it. So Tulsa King, if you're not nice. watching it, if you like that kind of thing, you should definitely check it out. Mo, how about you? What have you been watching? <laughs> okay. I saw the trailer for this movie about three months ago, and I instantly said, it's going to be horrible, but I'm going to go see it. I have no choice. Okay. And that was movie's Violent Night. Oh, what? bullshit. Yeah. What do you bullshit? That's the movie. I'm calling bullshit. That, why, why is there bullshit? On That's just you. the movie I'm using. <laughs> because on you. this it, was it is a my movie. <laughs> major looking forward to, and yeah. you stole it from me. You sniped him. Again. What do you mean sniped? I just went in when the card was ready, and I put it in. Oh. No, like, I think you went and created the damn card just so you could steal <laughs> from me know. once jo- again. Jo- just bullshit. Stuff in it already, actually, by the time I put it in, so, you know. <laughs> I mean, bullshit. So. This is mine. This is not Moe's. For those of you out there they're watching or listening this is mine not Moe's I'm just gonna let him talk about it for a second okay so okay so this is George's (laughs) (laughs) and George will tell you what you get to talk about for him later it all works out it all evens out yeah exactly okay the synopsis I have to read this is somebody wrote this synopsis but it's really great he says a team of elite mercenaries breaks into a wealthy family compound on Christmas Eve taking everyone inside hostage but the team is prepared for a surprise combatant Santa Claus is on the grounds and he's about to show why Nick is no saint 
tweets. <laughs> Some guy wrote that on IMDb and I said, I love it. I thought that was a really great one. No saying. And that's basically it. Mm-hmm. It was wonderfully horrible for me. Because, I mean, think of it. The absurdity is that it's Santa Claus. He's just, he doesn't like the fact, you know, he's kind of disillusioned about Christmas and he mm-hmm. drinks a lot and he's just down on himself and everything. Gets in this wealthy compound. They're all hostage by people with guns. And Santa Claus has to take care of business, I guess. Because <laughs> there's a little girl in there that still believes him and he has the helper. I just love the fact that they just lead into the absurdity completely. Like they didn't try to make this like, oh, we're going to lighten this up or we're going to do that. It was just a crazy, stupid premise. And I enjoyed every minute of it. So if you remember when I talked about this in the uh, maybe in the Discord server or certainly on the podcast when I brought it up as looking forward to, I said at the time, this is what Die Hard 2 should have been. I remember you said that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And. After having watched it, I still stand by that because there are absolutely Die Hard 2 and a couple of Die Hard 1 elements in this movie. First of all, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. the whole thing is centered around, and I, I know I'm going to spoil this, so I apologize. So It's not like it's a deep movie. I think you're fine. But it's centered around what is essentially a robbery. Okay. Then on top of that, you have the elite band of mercenaries who have taken over the compound and the rich people have a kill squad that's going to come and save them. Well, yep. if you've seen Die Hard 2, you know how that's you know going to turn happens out. Next. Right? Yeah. Yep. It's really fun. I agree with Mo. It's completely hokey. It's not anything to go in. Like I talked about John's pick that didn't have a believability element. There's no believability Zero. element in any <laughs> part of this film. <laughs> But it's fun. Mm-hmm. I think um, our favorite sheriff from from uh, Stranger, Stranger Things, Things yeah. Yeah. really uh, David did Harper, a wonderful right? job. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and I love the fact that they teased a backstory. I kind of wish they'd given me a little bit more on it. I kind of want to know how Santa Claus <laughs> went from a medieval Viking to uh-huh. Santa Claus. I didn't really find that <laughs> during the storyline, <laughs> but he apparently started off that way with this giant hammer, all a Thor skull crusher, skull crusher, right? And <laughs> some really fun little elements. I also really enjoyed Beverly D'Angelo. I think she did a tremendous job. Oh, as Gertrude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As Gertrude is the mother. <laughs> as some of the others. Yeah. No, John, John Leguizamo, by the way, is the head bad guy. He still commands the screen, anything Mm. he does. So (laughs) really fun movie. I'm glad that Mo was able to snipe me and put it on the list because I was going to if he didn't. Yeah, I'm kind of happy too. Well, you know what else about it? I also saw it and I'll tell you, I actually saw it twice already. I went back and saw it again and everything is said. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's contrived, all of that. But the thing I loved about it is despite all of that craziness, it's a really good Santa Claus story. It sticks (laughs) pretty well (laughs) to the Santa Claus mythos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It touches base on many things that you know. You know, he lays a finger of side of his nose to go up the chimney like he does that. He They explain kind of, they kind of explain it. He has the sack where all, how does he have all the presents? Well, he reaches in and gets Mm -hmm. some kind of thing. It's exploring the the mythology of Santa and it doesn't like throw anything away. It says, you know all the stuff you've heard? We're going to kind of put it in the real world. You're going to kind of see it. And I want to see an origin story for this Santa. I want to go back to that Viking. (laughs) I want to see and how he became Santa Claus? Did he just get uh, the dumb Tim Allen movie? Did he just fall into no, it Santa like Claus, that because he killed the last Santa? Right. Who knows what happened? The Santa Claus, yeah. <laughs> but I would love to see an origin of this. Doesn't have to be a Christmas movie. I want to yeah. see how David Harbour's character became that guy. I thought it was well done from that standpoint. Like he, aside he killed from enough the reindeer and eventually became <laughs> Santa Claus. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I totally agree with you, John. And also, it's I 
like that they didn't explain a lot because it, it would have been hokey whatever they explained right yeah Maybe. so instead they just had it that he's like i don't know how it works like that was his <laughs> i response. love that yeah Christmas I, I magic. it just it just does yeah. i know it does i don't know i how. don't quite understand it myself <laughs> yeah, I don't understand it myself you know i really want to see this origin story mm-hmm. and i'd like they didn't really explain it because it get me thinking about that a lot like how the heck could this guy turn into that? And if they ever do come with the movie, you know I'm going to be there for that as well. It kind of has a little bit of greatest American hero feeling to it in that mm-hmm. the guy who becomes the superpowered hero has really no idea how to how right. it happens. He just somehow use thrust it, upon him. Was all, yeah. yeah. And I loved the fact that Santa Claus could get hurt. Yeah. Because yeah. I was worried from the trailer. It looked like maybe he was almost going to be invulnerable. Right. Like he was going to be invincible in some way. And I was like, no. Let him get punched in the face. Let him oh, get yeah. something busted. Let Shot him... at, stabbed, right? All that and fun stuff. there's definitely some horror, like not horror, but just grotesque <laughs> oh, yeah. Rambo yeah. style killings oh, in yeah, this we movie. I should say that. Like, it's definitely not a little kid movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Like, like don't take I'm little child worried about the little actress who played the daughter that loves Santa mm-hmm. Claus in this movie. I'm kind of like, stuff she saw. Yeah. somebody needs to watch her for the next 10 years. Make sure she doesn't <laughs> yeah, go on a, a different stroke bender kind of thing. So sorry to steal that from you, George, I assume you found something else to talk about, right? I did find something else, and I appreciate your apology. It's not accepted, but I appreciate it. Anyway. Yeah, so it wasn't sincere anyway. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> I did find something by kind of stealing from John a little bit. Oh. So on that Plex email that John puts out once in a while, All right. there mm-hmm. was a documentary on there. As everybody knows, John loves documentaries. I do mm-hmm. too, not quite mm-hmm. to the degree that John does, but he finds some really interesting ones. And you found one called Riotsville, USA. Oh, yeah. This one takes place mostly from archival footage and a little bit of narration and some real-time interviewing from the nineteen late 1960s, right around the Richard Nixon, mm-hmm. you know, Republican National Convention and all of that stuff that was happening 65 through 70. So the Vietnam era, peace, love movement, you know, we want mm-hmm. out of Vietnam, all that kind of stuff. There were also... The riots that were happening all over the country at this time, Chicago, Harlem, Watts, everywhere Mm -hmm. there were Mm -hmm. riots as the country and especially it's more impoverished and marginalized and minority citizens were just being forgotten, treated like crap in horrible amounts of poverty while other people were flourishing. Mm -hmm. Those people got tired of it. They started rioting because they wanted fair what they like some people i just want a fair job i just mm-hmm. want to be able to feed my family i want to even you, break right yeah. yeah at that time apparently the u.s military decided to take this issue on itself with some help from lyndon Baines johnson and the government and decided to create these fake towns that they could bring in police forces militarize the police forces mm-hmm. arm them heavily and teach them how to subdue and quell a riot in an urban mm. area Oh, wow. And they called, yeah, they called the town Riotsville. There were two of them. There was one in Virginia and one in Georgia. Wow. Wow. The documentary goes back and forth between the actual riots or situations themselves and the training at the facility, as well as talking about like there was the Kerner Commission at that time, which looked at one of the riots and did a report on it. 
And everybody was expecting that commission to come back because it was a politically appointed commission. They were expecting them to come back with the recommendations. Yes, this was a bunch of out of the country, subversive people that were trying to get our own people agitated against us. And to their credit, they did not do that. They came back with a report and said, nope, here's what's happening. These people are getting treated like shit. They feel it's unfair and they're tired of this. And by the way, all these reports about them having snipers and military weapons Mm -hmm. are bullshit. There was one guy who fired a gun and it was this person and mostly it was cops firing and killing people. They really were honest. Now, we live in a day and time now where every commission is so heavily manipulated. Mm -hmm. It feels like you're never really going to get the truth. I commend those people that at least to a point, they tried to tell the truth. Now, the thing that they did that caused Riotsville to be built, at the end of the report, they put an addendum on there like, look, if you don't want to go spend money on helping people get jobs, if you don't want to spend money on building up infrastructure in these poor areas, you're going to have to give money to the police. to militarize them because these people are tired of it. And that's the only one that Congress and the president looked at a hundred or 200 page book that was by the way, published and sold for a dollar to everyone in the country. And at the time it was the fastest selling book since catcher in the rye. Jeez. The only thing that our president and our Congress got out of it, give money to the police so they can go shoot a bunch of people. Yeah. So rather than invest in fixing the problem, they Mm -hmm. went, well, let's just let's just invest in a a fake town so we can train to deal with the problem. Yes. Instead of working on the root. So we can deal with the symptom, not the problem. Oh, right. Right. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty usual. I mean, it's SOP for government, right? Yeah. Now, (laughs) you know, government. Right. You know, government. (laughs) Bullshit. Um, I say all that, though. There was one part of the documentary that I found distracting, and I don't know if it was possibly the copy that I watched. But Mm. they showed 90% of the stuff in four by three format because the time, you know, that was Mm -hmm. what it was filmed in. Right, right. But there were a lot of places where they would show you the headline of a newspaper to emphasize a point that they were Mm -hmm. making in narration. Mm -hmm. But because they were in four by three format, they wouldn't be able to show you the whole headline or the whole part of the newspaper. So it was cut off and you kind of had to figure out what the words probably were. Hmm. I found that that distracting to me. I don't know (laughs) if that was intentional. I don't know if that was an accident based on what I got, but I downloaded a couple of different copies in the public domain. So don't get mad at me. Um, <laughs> it's quality control. You're it's just quality checking. control. I was checking right. for them. I'm helping them out. Uh, but yeah, that four by three, that's the only part. It was perfect for all the video segments, but when they're displaying mm-hmm. some text that you need to read, yeah. they could that's of the it. day, yeah. that was a little off-putting. So other I mean, than did that, you like great it? documentary. Oh, it was great. Okay. That's what I was kind of waiting. It really was. Yeah. Really mm-hmm. good, solid documentary. Yeah, because I started watching it and it like didn't grab me right away. And mm. but I, I saw it was like, oh, it's all archival footage. Is it going to be interesting? But if I stick around, it sounds like there's an interesting story. Clearly, yeah, you need to, to probably hear. 25, 30 minutes of it before it really starts to like really sinks in. Wait, wh- what did they do? <laughs> <laughs> wow. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. 
McDonald's new McDLT could be the best tasting lettuce and tomato hamburger ever. was just your first bite. Before we get into tech and toys, I actually, I, I, it pains me to say this, but I actually have to thank George because I bought something off his Christmas list. What? Yeah. The Minchian or Minchin Beagle camera for Mother 3D printers. Bullshit. Oh. This is two bullshits in one episode. Wait a I'm thanking you. What are you bullshitting no. for? What the Dad, hell? I was going to put, I bought it myself. And I was going to put it on the list. That's why I couldn't put it on the list because I saw it already on there. You stole this is bullshit. You don't get to thank me for stealing from me. (laughs) What? No, I have no idea you bought this. Mm -mm. I mean, I only bought it because my little Raspberry Pi. I'm telling you, John. Whenever you're breaking these video clips up for the little like segments. (laughs) That's the part you need to put for the first five segments is how mad I am right now that Mo <laughs> took something from me twice. This is bullshit. I did like sneak into your house and saw what you were going to put down. And then, you know, I know put- you did. Got <laughs> you know, you know what I say, Mo? I, I say you thank him again because it's really getting under his skin. <laughs> I'm like, just keep thanking you, George. Thank you so much, George. <laughs> like freaking John with Ghost Rider. Whip, whip, dead. <laughs> I, I had, you know, we all have the 3D printer, and we all got the. I think we all mm-hmm. got the little Raspberry Pi, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. computer yeah. things, the Octopi thing, right? Octopi, right? And I realized that my computer, I had to actually upgrade my Python on it. Oh, because right. they, the new versions it wouldn't support the newer versions. Yeah, and I was like, uh, oh right. crap! I'm like, okay, I got to find my stupid little mini SD adapter mm-hmm. thing that I can plug in my computer. And I was like, oh crap! I said, wait a minute, George just talked about this thing that does it all. Let me try that. <laughs> <laughs> why, why solve a problem? I could throw money at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? Why work? <laughs> why work at it? So I bought it. It was the Dimension or Minchion, whatever you have pronounced. I've been it. calling it Minchion. Minchion. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Beagle camera for 3D printers. And let me tell you something. I am very impressed. Really? Okay, yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I haven't set mine up yet. So oh, it was it was stupid easy to set up. Plugged it right into my 3D printer. Right. And it controls the 3D printer better than that Raspberry Pi thing did. I've mm. heard people talking about that yeah. through some of those YouTube videos I mentioned. I've got one question for you because yeah. this is something I hadn't been able to find yet. I did research and couldn't figure it out. With the Octopi, you mm-hmm. have the ability from Creality's printing software and Prusus and printing software mm-hmm. to automatically send prints to the 3D printer through Octopi. Can you do that with this mentioned camera yet? Or is it still its standalone thing? Uh, you know, I don't, I never, I haven't tried saying it directly. I just always just, you know, went to the, they, they have like an app and you could go to like obviously your local website thing. You could get to it also. And I just hit upload and just copied the file over. Oh, so you can upload it to their, to their website software. Oh, you actually upload it to the camera itself. Right. But I mean, it's through the web browser, right? Uh, like through yeah. HTML5. Oh, yeah, yeah. App. Yep. Mm, or through okay. your phone too. You can do it through your phone too. So you just cool. create the STL. That's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, yeah. that's very close. Yeah. It's just maybe leaving one software. The only reason why I liked it being embedded into the the other software is because you got the camera view inside the software yeah. while you're printing it. But this thing has such right. a nice interface. Who cares? Yeah. And you can monitor it literally from anywhere because it uses website to kind of filter everything. That's so cool. mm-hmm. yeah, actually I could be at work and I could check how a print's doing and make sure. So you didn't have to do any extra setup for that nothing, ability? Nothing to do. Wow. That. Mm, that's wow. nice. 
works. You could stop it. You could pause it. No port forwarding or anything. No, it automatically does the stop motion kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We can kind of see it being built. And mm-hmm. it, it, between layers, moves the uh, print head out of the way. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. get takes a picture, moves it back, mm-hmm. which yep. adds like a second per layer. It's not even like it's long. Yeah. So it adds that, that clean stop motion yeah, animation so where it looks like it's magically in appearing in the video, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, that's now cool. Now you do have to make sure your retraction settings are calibrated really well because as it oh, yeah, pulls away, like if crazy. they're not- String it. Yeah, yeah. string. Yep. Right. Um, actually, I did run across that, but obviously I was stringing other places too, not just there. Right. <laughs> and it just has a lot of these little, like, just built-in neat features that were just, just super convenient. You know, like, again, like being able to stop and pause it. You know, I saw something going a little crazy, so I hit pause and it moved the print head out of the way so I could look at the thing. And I was like, oh, mm. this, this is going to snag on this. And I was able to cut it out so it could keep going. Really? Oh. Up right so where you it left saved off. a print that way? Yeah, saved the print. I've never huh. been able to do that. Again, it does wow. the neat little video that just has no real purpose, but looks really cool. Yeah, if you've got one of those YouTube channels, though, it has a That's great true. purpose, yeah, if you right? YouTube yeah. channel, this will solve it for you. And remind me, I know this was something that George recommended in our gift guide last week. Yep. But remind me how much it cost. I forget what tier it fell in. This was 80 bucks. Yeah, $79.99 right without the sale. Now, yep. I talked about it on the Black Friday sale, but I missed it too. But I waited till Cyber Monday and it went yeah, back on right. sale. So I got down. it for 63. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's okay. when I got it too. I mean, and it does things like, you know, when the print's over, it moves the print head out of the way and pulls your tray all the way forward. Mm-hmm. It just little, Smart. It just, just little Smart. convenience things that it does. I'm like, wow. I said, why didn't somebody come up with this earlier? Because this thing just makes it totally painless. I didn't have to spend a couple of hours trying to figure out how to load this Raspberry Pi thing. I mean, I'll right. use it for something else now. It just works. It works over your wireless network. I'm just very, very impressed with it and how clean it is. Nope. You know, it's about time that it's starting to evolve a little bit outside of the DIY maker community and a little mm-hmm. bit more into the commercial community because there are a lot of people who want 3D printers and can probably afford decent oh, yeah. ones. But these extras, these things that help you monitor your 3D print, help you make cool little videos to show to your friends or something along those lines. Those are the things that will get more people into the Mm -hmm. hobby. And the more people that are into the hobby, the better it is for those of us who jumped early (laughs) in because now prices will start to drop. (laughs) We can afford nicer printers. And and things like Mm -hmm. this will come out, right? Yeah. I really have no complaints about it so far. So it just has worked flawlessly for me. It doesn't work with every single printer, but pretty much all the major ones it works with for all intents and purposes. You know, it just works, you know, and that's, I can't give it anything a higher praise than that. that If you plug it in, it just works. I'm like, I'm a happy guy. (laughs) That's pretty much Mm -hmm. all I need. (laughs) So sorry about that, George. So I assume you found something else. I I (laughs) did find something else. Second verse, same as the first. (laughs) Again, not accepting the apology. However, um, before I get into the, uh, the item (laughs) that I picked for the tech segment, I do want to show on video just a little bit for a big thank you. So Mo, I know mm. you know what this is. Oh yeah. Right? So this Quest is an two. Oculus Quest 2. Exactly. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, this just arrived in the mail to me today as we're recording this and it came from King of Nerds. Now, mm-hmm. for those of you who watch our mm-hmm. YouTube channel, King of Nerds is one of our big ad supporters on there. Yep. He and I talked a little bit on Discord. I slid into his DMs. Ooh. I know how that sounds and mm, I'm happy hot. about it. Mm, it is hot. That's a little racy. <laughs> so uh, I was asking him just a couple of questions about a particular part of VR. If my old Oculus Go 
Mm. could use and he did a quick little research oh sorry they don't support oculus go for that part of the virtual reality stuff anymore he told me you know what my options were and how much to expect to spend and where the best price for value based on what i Mm -hmm. wanted to do was king of nerds if you guys want to know about vr go to his youtube channel subscribe Mm -hmm. immediately he's very approachable he's happy to talk with you and he's great on our discord server you can reach him there as well knowledgeable one-stop shop for anything you want to know about vr super well he and i worked out a deal to where i had um an extra dragon's lair cabinet from replicate mm-hmm. oh, okay. and so i'm trading one of my dragon's layer cabinets to him and i'm going to do a video for him on his channel mm. where i use the quest 2 to play bioshock mm. wow that could be fun yeah i think so i, I think it'll be a that was out yet but i'm totally gonna get it but good no no i <laughs> i don't know if it is it might be a thing the way he explained it to me where we kind of shoehorn make it work in vr oh, okay and so okay. he doesn't expect me to like the experience but he wants me to do the video <laughs> okay. just to see. Well, so see what it is okay yeah and i'm fan is for being a relaxed, nice, even-tempered guy. So, yeah. of course, this is what heard so far. Every time you call bullshit, you're relaxed yeah. and yes, even-tempered. And sure, yeah, of course. <laughs> All that to say, thank you, King of Nerds, for helping me out with this. I got it. I haven't turned it on yet because we had to come record this stupid episode. I would rather play with your toy. <laughs> wow. Well, get on Beat Saber because I want to see, you know, I want to like compete with you on the scores. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you'll whip my ass because I'm terrible no, at video game players up. we've already established. But <laughs> the tech piece that I did pick for our segment since the mention camera was stolen from me. Mm. I picked up during the Black Friday, Cyber Monday kind of craziness, a new tool that I really Mm. enjoy, not just because of what it does, but because of how it's built, the quality of it. So this Mm. is the Hodo Precision Electric Screwdriver Set. Electric Precision? Yeah, it's precision. Uh, So I found this because there are a lot of YouTube channels that I watch which talk about Here's building a PC, a gaming thing or whatever. And this set of tools is something that a lot of those guys like and use. This is the case nice. right here. Okay. Okay. All right. It's the whole thing. That's it. It's not plastic. It Ooh. sounds metal. Yeah, I can hear. Right. So you can mm-hmm. hear it. it's solid aluminum. And to open it up, there you go. Very slick. Exactly. The design of this piece was done with the higher end DIYer consumer in mind. This little uh, screwdriver handle, it, the electric part of it, show it right here. It's got the little forward and back buttons right on the bottom of it. John, USB-C chargeable. Nice. Hallelujah. Right? Nice. (laughs) (laughs) And when you're not using the forward or back, it's a regular screwdriver. So if you've got a thumb screw in a computer case that's really tight, Mm -hmm. you can Mm -hmm. use that to force and then you can unscrew and listen to the sound. Ooh, sounds like a dentist. Mm, very small, right? <laughs> yeah. Those are really fine teeth on those gears. You can hear those are, yeah. 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 It's mm-hmm. got like um, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Five slots of five bits. So 25 bits yeah. ranging from security bits to Phillips heads to slots to okay. squares, covered. triangles, all kind of stuff. Um, nice. I've played around with it just a little bit after I got it and I couldn't be happier. This very is a cool. tool that if you like to work on electronics, 
this is a very good tool to have. Now, how much does it run? Not cheap. Okay, that's what sixty dollars. Really for that tiny thing? Yeah, well, it's electric. I mean, I've seen good precision okay. screw sets that aren't powered for mm-hmm. twenty thirty dollars. Exactly. Oh, okay. For good mm-hmm. ones. Now, like I kind of compare this to the iFixit set. So the iFixit set, mm-hmm. which I, I don't love know mine. how much it yep. is now, but when I bought it, it was fifty dollars. I'm sure it's closer to a hundred at this point. The iFixit set has a lot more tools in it, mm-hmm. but none of it is powered, as Mo mentioned. Right. This one being powered, it's just that extra little, I don't know, happy feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all it is. The little motor sounds like a happy little bee. It does. Yeah. Right? It sounds nice. <laughs> and it's small. It's compact. Uh, there were other sets that I was interested in, but I was willing to spend the extra 20 bucks that this one was over them to get it. So, hate to say this, um, you know, us, like, I'm first going to look this thing up. It's not available on Amazon right now. <gasps> oh, no. out of stock. I must have bought the last one then because that's where I got it. Yep. They wow. say it and they don't know when it will be available. Yeah. I think this will come back in pretty quick. It's a yep. pretty popular screwdriver set. My guess is that it probably got bought so much because like four of the YouTube channels that I watch that have, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions mm-hmm, of subscribers mm-hmm. were all touting this. So it probably had a run go on it. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, if I saw something like yeah. that and I would have picked it up in a heartbeat too, I'm sure. Sure. Yeah. But enough of me talking. We still have one more person in the segment to get to. John, I'm <laughs> yeah. assuming you have something for the tech segment. I do. Yeah. I mean, and did you notice, Mo, that George kind of snuck in two things on us instead of he one? He does that so. all the time. That's why it's like, yeah, it's whatever. It's standard. It's normal. When you steal from the king of cheating, you get <laughs> what you get. Uh, mine won't take very long. It's not very exciting, but it's very functional, and it did the job. Okay. Uh, so as I, was setting, as I was setting up Studio G to be kind of the primary place where I do all of my shooting and kind of stuff for Gen X Grown Up, uh, I had this really nice curved monitor that I had gotten some years ago sitting in a box. I'd never owned it. And I'm like, I never opened it. And I said, you know what I want to do is I would like to have a PC always in this room that I can, you know, access stuff and work mm-hmm. on. It's not my main editing PC. And I look for one of those small little, little bookshelf PCs that you can just stick on the back of the monitor, right? So there's no oh, case right. on a desk or anything, oh, right? right, right? Yeah. And I picked one up and it was only about, you know, 210 bucks or something. It, it was all in one. You buy it and plug it in. Literally, it's got the OS, it's got the hard drive, it's got the memory, it's got everything, right? It's just a plug mm-hmm. and go. And that one was kind of junk. Like it really couldn't even multitask. You couldn't do two things at one time. So I, I bit the bullet and I dug in a little deeper. And I, I know you guys know that I'm really tight on money right now. I bought this several months ago. So not just okay. the recent time. So that's why I can afford it. <laughs> Back when I was making a regular paycheck, right? Uh, so I picked up this, it's called B-Link. It's a company called B-Link PC. Okay. And ultimately, again, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. It's an eighth generation Intel 4 Core i5. So it's up to okay. 4.1 gigahertz on this little thing. That's, you know, probably the size of a hardback book. It's okay. just stuck on the back of my monitor. But it comes with 16 gigs of DDR4 RAM. Really? Yeah. A half a terabyte NVMe M2 SSD oh, in wow. it. Oh, wow. Okay. That's pretty, that's, yeah, that's good. Dual 4K HDMI outputs, Wi-Fi 5, Bluetooth 5. Okay, so all the bells and whistles. Now, it cost about 400 bucks, but with all those things, mm-hmm. what that's, I ended up with was an incredibly functional PC running Windows 11, plug and go. Yeah. And it, you can't run games on it, but by golly, it does everything I throw at it that's productivity, and it works really, really well. So 
I was going to ask that question that you just kind of answered, but I want to ask levels of the question. Okay. You said it can't play games, but yeah. saying it can't play games might not be the full picture because yeah. maybe yeah. it can play some games, games yeah. versus like the crazy Bioshock stuff or something. Yeah. Mm. Can it play some games? Because it seems yes. like this might Certainly. be a really good YouTube streaming PC for a small a YouTuber's room if it can maybe. do some gaming. Yeah, so it, it would need some testing. So ultimately, a lot of things that I live stream, I'm running the game on this computer and then I'm streaming on this computer. And I have found that, like I tried to capture some video off a game here and the game played great, but it couldn't capture the video at mm. full frame rate at the same time I was playing the game. Oh, okay. So as, as an output, it plays the game okay. It's fine, actually. It's just when you have to start digging in and needing that bigger, better processor that it doesn't have, it might not be able to do all those things at once. But for utility, it's been great. Like uh, writing things on it, writing scripts, uh, editing, using it. I'm recording the podcast on it right now. I have for the last few months, actually. Nice. And it's fantastic, right? I have my little webcam and I have my microphone hooked to it. And there's no computer. I can't even see the computer. It's just stuck on the back of a monitor, <laughs> zip tied up. Makes it makes for a nice, clean surface. Now, you said you exactly. had to zip tie it so it doesn't have like a mount screw thing that fits in a VESA mount or it anything? It absolutely does. My monitor <laughs> doesn't have the VESA mount. So. Oh, that <laughs> okay. monitor that you had doesn't have the VESA mount. Have a, it didn't have a good yeah. basis thing on it yeah so okay. so instead everything is zip tied the power block yeah, everything is works. all zip tied it's frankenstein on the back but it's very yeah. clean on the front and it gets that the works. job done so yeah. yeah yeah absolutely as long as you've yeah. got clean looking cable management from what you have to see day to day yep that's the exactly way. that's what it nice. turned out so, so it's cool. not a super name brand it's called b-link but if you're looking for something i've tested it out now there are junk ones out there this line especially the one that i'm gonna give motive throw a link down in the show notes is great if you're looking for just a utility pc that's ready to plug in and go Awesome. So check that one out. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. I don't mind working hard, but I'll tell you how I feel. I work at Nobody wants high food prices. So when more people come to Safeway than any other food store in America, you know we gotta be giving them a good deal. Yeah, work an honest day, and I want an honest deal. Safeway, America's favorite food store. This is the main event of the podcast for the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world. Ladies and gentlemen. Time to go into the game segment, and because mm. of the previous segments, Mo is not going first. Fuck you, Mo. Uh, <laughs> <we> are- <laughs> wow, poor Mo. Mo. What a rough show. 
Yeah, I know. It is a rough we show. are going to start with John. I um, have no idea what this is, but if it's the thing you teased earlier. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. I'm extremely interested to hear how this game turns out. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, George. Yeah. So you guys know that I love a particular style of game called a Metroidvania. We've talked mm-hmm. about them before yep. with Hollow Knight and Shadow Complex, a giant open world map that you can explore, but there's some things you can't get to until you get a certain weapon or ability or something like that. And so literally I had not played a Metroidvania in a while. And it was last weekend. I said, let's just like go to YouTube and search best Metroidvania style games that are coming out soon or whatever and start browsing. And I came across one called Yoku's Island Express by a okay. company called Villa Gorilla, which helps already. Okay. It's, it's got a monkey in it. So <laughs> the thing that initially turned me on to this, the, the, the crazy part is that never before in a game prior to now have I played the protagonist who is a dung beetle. That is who you are in this game. What the- are you rolling dung around? <laughs> it's just- funny you should ask. <laughs> I'm just I'm just going I with mean, the I mean, okay. <laughs> so you love movies called Pig and Goat and Sheep Herder or what the hell ever Bigfoot thing. <laughs> Now you're into games like Cat and Dung Beetle. Mm, yeah, Are you yeah. just no longer wanting to be human at this point? <laughs> well, I'm, I like animals. I'm a friend of wildlife. I can tell. I'm a little worried about how much you like just animals at this like, point. like them, okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, be careful how much you crap talk it before you hear more about it, because George, okay. you might remember at SFGE, you talked about the arcade and you said, I kind of liked this thing a little bit more than I liked the arcade games. Do you remember what you said? I think I talked about the pinball machines. You did. So, Mo, you asked, does your dung beetle push around any dung? A little ball of dung. Well, that's what I'm thinking. He's actually pushing around a little ball that is not technically dung. It is a ball that he's tethered to. This entire open world game is a Metroidvania. (laughs) So your dung beetle can't jump. All he can do is walk left and right. All of his abilities are accomplished in the game by playing pinball machines that are embedded into the world. What the? So there are little flippers all over the world. One that will hop you up onto a platform with your left and right trigger. There are games you have to play where you you flip the the dung beetles is hanging on by a string by his dear life. <laughs> the ball he's pushing is what you actually use in the game. <laughs> it's called Yoku's Island Express because you yeah. arrive at this island because you've been hired to be the new mailman who has to deliver packages all over the island using the mechanism of these pinball machines. I'm confused. Um, point of order, mm. I guess. Uh, Go for it. George, uh, you have the floor. <laughs> what the f- dung beetle hell is this? Okay. A dung beetle knows how to play pinball. My first problem. Mm-hmm. Um, the ball is attached to the dung beetle. So what, when he hits it with a flipper, he goes flying with it. How does mm-hmm. he control the flipper after that? Exactly. Um, the <laughs> exactly. world is made up of pinball machines. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Um, since you're not reacting, I, I just have to accept it as some kind of ayahuasca-fueled nightmare of a game, I guess. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Hmm. It's overwhelmingly positively reviewed on Steam. It's got a 10 out of 10 in many reviews. It's got a 4.75 out of 5 on IGN. So I gave this thing a try. I finished the story already. I just got oh. it last week. This is an amazing, cute, little game that you explore a world, gather abilities. Everybody is a different kind of character that you get to meet and talk to. They're people that you love and people that you hate. 
it's the kind of game that I absolutely love. The two kinds I like are kind of like those dark, weird, limbo kind of games. And then these yeah. bright, cartoony, Metroidvania kind of games. This is in the latter. It's squarely in the latter. And the good news is it's currently like 20 bucks on most places. I went to Is There Any Deal? $3.75. Wow. Okay. I mean, I've played it about eight or nine hours, finished the main quest, and I'm at 70%. There's plenty more stuff for me to go around I've, and explore and get. I've thrown $5 at other pieces of shit games. And since this is literally a piece of shit <laughs> game, <laughs> I guess I can throw $3 and change at it. Oh my let, God. Let me tell you, I would love for you guys to go grab this from Is There Any Deal and try it because I would love to hear you eat your words when you find out just how cool this little well, game I'm is. I'm not saying it's, it's, I'm just confused. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Understandably. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not sure what I'd be getting into if I bought it, but I'll, for three bucks, why not? I mean, it's cheaper than a Happy Meal. Yep. <laughs> and it's going to make you even happier. You'll still be hungry, but you'll be you'll be happy. Okay. I don't know. After watching a beetle pushing around a big pile of dung, I don't know how happy I'll, hungry I'll be. But they don't technically say it is dung. Why is he, how is he tethered to this thing? <laughs> anyway. I assume by however dung beetles tether themselves to dung. I don't know what, what method. I'm sure there's some some filament. By, I don't who knows. Do they tether themselves to dung. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, I don't think so. I'm confused about Well, Yoku does in this game. So yes, okay. at least one dung beetle does. So As weird as it sounds, and I know it sounds crazy, it's a really great game. And I've Good. actually gone back after finishing the, the, the campaign and played it three more times since then. I like beat it like back on Wednesday or something. Wow. And it's still, it's still a lot of fun to go wow. back and play. It's okay. fun. Okay. It's one of those games that's fun to play with because you're playing the game, but then you're playing with the game by getting the abilities and going to the pinball machine. And what okay. if I grab one of these guys and take him over here? What would that do you know is all the intermix it's well put together and published i should say by old amiga favorite team 17 so ah, kind of in that okay yeah, yeah right so good stuff that's my weird dung beetle game mo that's how about what, you what have you been playing <laughs> i'm trying to figure out how i go from dung beetle how to do you follow else? up the you dung beetle game I, know. I don't know you just pretend it didn't happen and you're starting from fresh right now <laughs> oh good point all right let's do that so what i've been playing is <laughs> it's a game called um, marvel's midnight suns Oh, okay. Hmm. So I've seen some trailers on the Marvel Studios YouTube channel for this. Mm -hmm. It looks really interesting. They were doing a lot of tongue-in-cheek kind of promotions with it. Oh, yeah. it's You talk about how the games you like to play, John. I love like tactical RPG kind of games. I know you do. Like XCOM 2s and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. This is one of those with Marvel characters. I saw that and I was like, yeah, I'll pre-buy it. Uh, Okay. Because, you know, how bad could it be? And the the company that makes this also made one of my favorite games of all time of XCOM 2. Oh, the XCOM you talked yeah, about okay. that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So this is, and this is the company. So basically there's a, a pretty amazing storyline and you're part of this, you're like this superhero I'd never heard of because you obviously have to be someone you never heard of, but you're a part of this team called the Midnight Suns and you basically mm-hmm. are going to save the world, I guess. I don't know. We're, we're working on it. <laughs> it was a really, <laughs> but there's a lot of really good story. There's a lot of like in between battles. There's a lot of really good story and interaction with characters and stuff that to the point where you just want to kind of like wander around and find stuff sometimes that have nothing to do with actually probably finishing the game. Now, one thing I was curious about, because I talked about those promotions that they were putting on the Marvel YouTube channel all the time. Mm -hmm. They ran this series that made it look like Deadpool was advocating to get into the game. Maybe he wasn't included in the game at the beginning or something. And so that was part of the press. Like he was, you know, please, you know, call Marvel and get me in the game and stuff like that. Cause you know, Deadpool's a fourth wall breaking Mm -hmm. character. Is Deadpool in the game yet? Have you seen him? I have not seen Deadpool. Okay. Okay. And I haven't found all the characters yet. I mean, I assume you, you pick up more because I know like Wolverine's in it. I have not seen him yet. Gotcha. Uh, But it has like Ghost Rider, which I always like Ghost Rider. And some, and they're, they're, they're like the 
odder kind of superheroes like i know like uh magic who's from the New oh Mutants. yeah you know she's Did you say it. there's and, an otter in it no yeah there's an otter also no there's a water there's a little fuzzy <laughs> animal i could play it <laughs> oh good um, lord and they, they really have this interesting kind of way of doing the combat which is every hero basically has cards of abilities like think of like a deck of mm. cards okay and they basically shuffle it and you get so many cards at a time that you can play so you have to use the abilities you're dealt each so round Yu-Gi-Oh! magic the gathering kind Sorry, of kinda, combat yeah. system mm-hmm. all right which is also kind of your jam though i know yeah yeah actually it, it, mm-hmm. just, it yeah. just hits a lot of points for me mm-hmm. and so basically you have to look at the cards kind of figure out how to best use them because some cards let you play another card or some cards you know you attack sure. two things at once or you could heal people you know all that kind of fun stuff mm-hmm. and as you use cards the next round you get more cards back you kind of replace the cards that you had so it's a lot of strategy in it the fights and the combat is actually pretty i've not it hasn't gotten old or tired you know sometimes these things like I you see. have to do it a few times you're like ugh, again you know but every time <laughs> right. it's like it's funny they make a lot of funny snide remarks of course you know as marvel characters do mm-hmm. but what i really like though is just like the whole story they built around this game it's not just going out and fighting for no reason like the fights are almost kind of incidental to the story okay like, you have to go visit dr strange in his house oh it's under attack <laughs> you go fight you know <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> that kind of thing i'm really enjoying it i pre got on a pre-sale i paid probably 50 bucks for it Oof. and Ooh, it's premium. going for 60 right Brand now new. so i would well, say marvel i would say wait you know for a bit because i know that it will drop in price guaranteed sure. but i'm very happy with it one because i paid for it so long ago i kind of forgot how much i paid for <laughs> right. it. right yeah <laughs> from the past right <laughs> and um the fact that it's just it's just so much fun wow. and just being able to play with the different heroes and having them do like their abilities and the abilities they made very cool awesome graphics to go with it you know very satisfying you know when you kind of beat up minions and stuff like that as you would expect from a superhero game you need that you you yeah. should a good i played some bad ones yeah. that didn't have that mm. and across the board this seems to be doing really well as far as ratings i mean everybody's rating it like nine out of ten four and a half out of fives you know just across the board it's getting excellent ratings and i kind of see why i mean it's it's a really mm. really well put together game like very clean you can see they very good quality no bugs so far that i found so mm. I, I highly endorse it if you want to blow sixty dollars on something or give somebody <laughs> an awesome christmas gift okay or for five bucks you can go be a dung beetle wow <laughs> Dung Beetle. It's, you kind of weigh the Marble options, hero. right? Dung Beetle. <laughs> you know, let's, know. Mo, just pitch it to me so we can move the hell on. <laughs> so, all right. So that's what I got. So, <laughs> what do you got for us, George? <laughs> I'm not going to spend a lot of time on my game in this segment because it's a game that we've already talked about previously a couple of years ago. John, you were playing a game that was new at the time, 2020, uh, called Stella. Stella. Might Stella. not ring a bell Stella. because it's kind of a smallish game. Okay. But it's from an independent studio uh they are called skybox labs came out in march of 2020 like i was saying okay okay this is a atmospheric side-scrolling survival game is the best way to describe it so a little bit limbo-ish but with some speed elements of something like a corridor z now stella it's stella with one l stella right oh i remember this 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 was so good yes okay go ahead yep okay a little bit of a speed survival element like Corridor Z, that game that I played back mm-hmm. before in the live right. stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John, it also kind of has like a small little snippet of a harken back to another world because mm-hmm. your character mm-hmm. kind of drops in and is in this seemingly unfamiliar but slightly familiar landscape and environment. Oh, yeah. I had okay. made that parallel before, but you're right. And it's very yeah. much like that, like zoomed out a little bit, but it's that exactly. same kind of aesthetic in many places. Yeah. Well, okay. And 
because this game is further advanced, you know, another world mm-hmm. is the nineties, 30 mm-hmm. some odd years ago. This game kind of plays a little bit with perspective. There's some places where the objects are close up and it obscures your vision of your character. There's some places where you zoom in a little bit more on the character. There's some mm-hmm. parts where the character, instead of just moving left, right appears to move away from the camera, but up onto some object or something along okay. those lines. Very fun little game. It's $20 on steam at its regular price. It's I'm still- sure you can go to, is there any deal? and find something Mm. it appears that there's probably a very short gameplay run if you wanted to speed run through it i've seen some videos that have uh one hour or less segments Mm -hmm. on their youtube channel is that that fun really people who do that i don't know not for me (laughs) Um, i I, and uh, as we've well established i'm a terrible game player so this is going to take me much longer than an hour i am (laughs) in a segment that's very near the beginning where i know what i need to do i just can't physically accomplish it not because the game can't but because i'm that bad of a game player george is stuck the tutorial (laughs) (laughs) pretty close to it yeah Uh, and i it's one of these cases where i don't fault the game though you know sometimes i'll fault the game like okay you're unreasonably hard at too early of a era yeah Mm -hmm. that's not the case with this game i think the people who put this game together they put together a really well-polished game. I don't know if it was when it first came out because I got this through a Humble Bundle group. Mm -hmm. Okay. So maybe they've made some improvements and changes since it first came out. But if they did, if you looked at it back then and weren't really taken, give it a shot now. If you've never heard of it, it's worth going to Is There Any Deal to see if you can find it. I would would be very comfortable with this game. Like I said, I think it's 20 bucks right now. Let me see. I'm surprised. Yeah, 1999. For 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. That means it must have been. I think I would be comfortable comfortable at 9.99 maybe okay. 14.99 like a $10 point yeah okay. $10 $15 at the most right. $20 it's starting to feel a little but like I said I got it through humble bundle so I'm sure I paid <laughs> like paid $2, 50 right? cents or something mm-hmm. like that cents. for it yeah. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of detail about it, but I remember enjoying it because I just looked at the screenshots that uh, the here on the internet to as you're talking about to refresh my memory. And I just remember it's one of those kind of open world limbo esque. I said yep. one of those other kind of games I enjoy, little big mystery adventure thing to explore thing. Oh yeah, I think you're going to have a good time with that one too. Absolutely, it's a good game. If you want something cheap for the holidays to give to a gift, like Mo and John mm. were talking about with their stuff, go ahead and throw this out there for somebody. It's well worth it. And if you don't have it, put it in your stocking. <laughs> Buy it for yourself. You deserve it. (laughs) Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. In Greece, gifts are exchanged on St. Basil's Day. 
in Venezuela on the Feast of the Epiphany. In fact, the world has almost as many days for giving as there are gifts. Yet millions of people give the same thing, a pulsar. The fine watch whose extraordinary appeal makes pulsar as perfect for Christmas as it is for Kakumisak. Pulsar, the world knows a great watch when it sees one. As we round out the back end of the podcast, but we'd like to take just a few minutes here to talk about the things we're looking at now or looking forward to between now and the next time we get together. And Mo, why don't we start with you? What do you got coming up? Oh, sure. Um, there's a couple of series coming out that I'm really looking forward to, or new seasons of series, I should say. Okay. Um, one is Doom Patrol. I don't know if you guys ever got into it. Oh, it's yeah. just a weird, weird show. I love it. They got season three. It just it's an out. outcast superhero story. Yep, very much so. And they fight the weirdest villains ever they created. They do. <laughs> okay. But it's a great story. Season three, it's dropping a, uh, actually December 8th, so it's actually out now. But okay. you know, again, it's, it's appointment TV, so we got like two whole episodes out, which just drives me crazy. <laughs> the new Witcher is coming out. New Witcher stories come out Christmas Day. Uh, Witcher okay. Blood Origin. Oh, oh okay. Uh, yep. Which, you know, I, I like, was it Cavell? Is that the guy's name? He was Superman Oh, Henry also. Cavill, the Superman guy? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he plays, he does a really good job as Gerald in this thing. Really enjoy those. So looking forward to that series. And, you know, also looking forward to Christmas. Of the three of us, I'm the only one that has grandkids. <laughs> so, <laughs> Grandpa Mo. I'm Grandpa Mo. <laughs> but, you know, I have to admit that they make it exciting again or more exciting, I should say. Hmm. Kids just get just that. get like, you know, mental over Christmas, right? Oh, yeah. And so, uh, and it's just kind of fun. It just kind of reminds you, it's like when sure. my kids were little and that kind of thing. So, you know, looking forward to that. So that's what kind of I'm looking forward to. How about you, John? Uh, yeah, a few things. You might have seen Disney had a like a live action remake thing of Pinocchio a few months yeah. ago. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. However, just released like the day we record, I think, is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which is like an animated thing. Oh, it's, animated. And it's got oh man, does it look good? And it's it's got Jiminy Cricket voiced by Ewan McGregor and a whole bunch <laughs> of other big hitters, and it looks. It just the early reviews say it's good and it looks really good. It looks remembers like a Leica stop motion animation, though I'm not sure it's stop motion, but it looks maybe like it's computerish is. sort of. Like stop I think it's computers doing stop motion. Maybe I'm not positive. Uh, anyway, it looks really good. Looking forward to watching that. It just came out. Uh, I realized there's a new series coming to Disney Plus, December 14th. National Treasure: Edge of oh, History. Oh yeah, no, I saw, I saw. This yeah, they're doing a series. The first two are going to drop on the 14th. Now there's no Nicolas Cage here, but there are quite uh-huh. a few other actors from the series reprising their roles. I'm okay with that. You're okay. So am I. I'm all right with that too. Uh, but that looks pretty good. Uh, and then finally, the thing I'm looking forward to the most probably is the follow-up to Knives Out called Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. Yeah, now, I'm curious how that, that one, yeah. That actually hit theaters for a limited run for a few days, a, a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago, but I didn't get out to see it. I tried to and couldn't make it out. But it's hitting Netflix December 23rd, just before Christmas. And the early reviews and the stuff I've seen look really good. I mean, it's yep. uh, Dave Batista's in it. There's so many more oh, wow. characters that I'm looking forward to. So that was coming out December 23rd. 23rd, like I said. So that's what I got coming up. What about you, George? Oh, well, also, just like you, I'm looking forward to Glass Onion. I think it's going to be a fun sequel because the original is a very fun movie, yeah. detective story. Yeah. Now, Turns- should I call bullshit on George for taking my Glass Onion? Or- so first of all, oh, I didn't yeah. take your Glass Onion. I supported your Glass Onion, <laughs> uh, and I went oh. after you. Uh, okay. All right. So uh, it's just okay. it's a technicality. Okay. I'm sorry. It's not Carry a technicality. On. It's a completely different fucking situation. <laughs> technicality. All right. 
The one thing I will say, I kind of wish they named the series instead of after the movie, which I understand why they did, because the movie mm-hmm. is the more well-known title. I kind of wish they named it after the character because he's oh, right. the central character, Daniel oh, right. Craig's yeah, character, yeah, yeah. LeBlanc. Because he's the only one that's the same, right? He's the only Yeah, he's the only one that's the same. Yep. It's always going to be a story where it's like a Hercule Poirot. Right. Or, yeah, yeah I, I same kind Christie of idea. Kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm looking forward to that, as you said, December 23rd, Netflix. I'm also looking forward to Avatar Way of the Water, which is like, 20 fucking years in the making, I guess, at this point, yeah. whatever. Uh, December 16th. I'm looking forward to it just because it's one that my wife is really looking forward to. And you can complain about Cameron all you like. And I'm one of those people who are not a big fan of his as well. But mm-hmm. it's hard to deny that he created a mythos and a world that is very intriguing and very enjoyable. And while a fair amount of it might be formulaic, And there's some stuff that based on the cast that I've seen is going to be in this movie. I have some questions because I'm like, how in the fuck are you in this movie again? Right. Yeah. (laughs) I'm still looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. The thing I'm looking forward to the most though, is the debut of my Gen X era wrestling podcast, turnbuckles and territories, (laughs) December 21st. Uh, that happens, uh, just like a week after this podcast drops. Um, well, a little shy of a week because we're going to be releasing on Wednesdays where the Genetic Corona podcast releases on Thursdays, Barry and Captain Kiwi, Aaron, uh, who are all over the place in our discord channel. Um, Barry is also has his own podcast, uh, Project Gen X Pod, which is very popular, mm-hmm. and yep, yep. we have done some work with them on a music thing a while back. The guys and I are having so much fun. We are going into the 70s and 80s and early 90s wrestling era of territory professional wrestling, nice. talking about the stories, the places, the people, and just our own recollections and reminiscing of those things, which most of our listeners really appreciate with us. It's it's not always about the subject as much as it is about us reliving the memories of experiencing mm. those things. And that's kind of what I wanted to do with this Turnbuckles and Territories podcast. Very cool. Yep. I've heard some dailies. It sounds fun. It's I think it's going to be good. There's uh, on the feed here on Gen X Grown Up, you go back a couple, we had a bonus, it's a trailer, getting a quick listen. And you know, I'm not a big re- wrestling fan. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to listening to it. So I'd, I'd have heard more people saying that too. So yeah, me too. I, I'm looking forward to it. As long as it gets four listens that are interested in the UV protection <laughs> of the podcast, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut. Well done. <laughs> Before we hop out of the show, I want to quickly thank some more generous people who have supported us financially and pledged over on Patreon. These are folks that have gone to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon and said, we love what you're doing. I'm going to support what you do financially. And I want to first thank a couple of new people. Phaedrus is uh, supporting us. Phaedrus might have even been a supporter before and joined us back up, I think. I, I could be remembering that incorrectly, but either way, Phaedrus, thank you so mm-hmm. much. Chet has uh, joined us over on Patreon as well. And then Lee, who was a patron already already just upgraded his oh, Patreon nice. membership. Nice. He's like, I'm already nice. at this level. You guys are crushing it. I'm going to give you a little more because I really want to support what you're That's doing. Awesome. And there's more. There have been so many more recently that have thrown their hat in the ring to support what we're doing. You know that we're doubling down. We're trying to make this full time. Ultimately, that's what we're working on. So thank you guys so much. You definitely keep gas in the tank. It keeps us all, all going. So thank you. And there's more to come. Next podcast, we'll talk about more of them because <laughs> we haven't caught up. Hey, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the show. But next week is our backtrack. We pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. I don't have to say a lot here. I just got to tell you that next week we're dropping by Flynn's Arcade. 
<laughs> it's the 40th anniversary of Tron. Oh we are going to talk all about that, the history and the legacy of that show and our own personal memories of it. So you don't want to miss that one. Hope you'll join us then. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you, man. Always fun, man. Fourth listener, it's you, though. We all appreciate most of all, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Four, three. It is time to get the ball rolling, talking about media that we have been checking out between now and the next. Nope. Since the last One time, time we talked. Yeah, the other time around. <laughs> that's, that's looking forward. In five. Yeah, we'll get back. Three. Barry is also has his own podcast, uh, Podcast Gen X. Project Gen X Pod. Project yep. Gen X. Five, four, three. Podcast Gen X Pod. Yep. Project. <laughs> Project Gen X. Gen X. <laughs> Fucking A. Five, <clears throat> four, three. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.